superstars. It's Meg. Really quickly before we get to the awesome overflow, I wanted to let you know that we are going to do one superstar swap for fall 2021. If you are new to being a superstar, you may not have gotten to do a swap before. It's basically a really fun gift exchange that we do just amongst the superstars. So I wanted to let you guys know that we are going to have all of the sign-up information out on this Friday, September 3rd. Be watching here on Patreon or in the Facebook group for information about how and when to get signed up for the fall 2021 Superstar Swap. Okay, now on to the overflow. Hi, superstars. Welcome back to another edition of Awesome Overflow. If you are new to being a superstar, first of all, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Every month, I get to sit down with somebody on the Sort of Awesome team, one of the co-hosts or the regulars, and we just kind of catch up on life, get updates from each other, all of the stuff that has been going on in our personal lives, and some things that we wouldn't necessarily talk about on the Friday versions of sort of awesome. So I'm so thrilled this August 2021 Awesome Overflow Edition to be joined by Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. Hi, Meg. Hi, superstars. So glad that we get to chat for the overflow this month. In fact, if you have signed up for Superstar Texting, which is our brand new and one of my very favorite perks for Patreon, then you might have gotten to chat with Rebecca yourself recently because Rebecca, you took over texting for a day. Uh, before I ask you about that, I do want to remind everybody that if you want to, you can sign up to join our texting crew. That number is one four zero five. Two five one eight three three zero, and just to clarify, this is not one ginormous group text with hundreds of people in it. These are texts from me or somebody on the team, which we'll talk about here in a second. And you, we just get to chat back and forth. It's just like getting a text from your friend. It goes to your texting app, whatever you use on your phone for texting. And we can just chit chat back and forth. We have different, first of all, sometimes I send out just texts to everybody, but we also um, can send out texts just to people who wanted to, you know, if you wanted to get like a recipe or if you like TikToks or whatever. So Rebecca, you got to take over for a day. I would love to hear your thoughts because not only did you do the texting, but you also signed up to get texts. So you could kind of like see what the whole superstar texting experience is like. Tell me everything. Yes. So I signed up to get the text because, you know, FOMO, like I can't be <laughs> left behind. I have to know what's happening. Yes. Also, because, you know, I feel like that was like good as a businesswoman to know like what the company is putting out there. And, yeah. you know, so I wanted to know like how it all worked. Also, because I had some plans to text TakeOver and I wanted to, you know, like keep the same vibe of, you know, what you had going on. Yes. And I will say you do not send out texts every single day. It's not overwhelming. Right. Um, But then when I took over texting for the day, I suddenly was like, but wait, I want to send out all the texts all day long. <laughs> so there was a little spike in text activity when I took over my day. And so I think one change that we might make is that um, team members might take over texting for, you know, multiple days or for a week so that, um, you know, people like me specifically, don't feel like they need to jam all of their texting fun into one day. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so funny if you think about it, like the three of us, me, you, Kelly, we're all extroverts. We have like no parameters, or I was going to say we have no boundaries <laughs> when it comes to like <laughs> length of text, how often we text. But we do want to respect the fact that this, like this to me, more than messaging on social media, more than email, going into being allowed access into somebody's texting app to me, like this is the, this is like God tier level of connection with people, right? Like these are your, this is your quickest contact. Sometimes you're, you know, the, the one that you check most often. And so, yeah, we definitely, even though we're extroverts, we do want to respect the fact like, this is a very intimate privilege you've given to us to come into your texting apps. So um, yeah, I think that that I love this idea of you guys maybe taking a week 
You can sprinkle in whatever you're into that you want to, you know, just have conversations back and forth with the superstars about. I'm loving that idea. Yeah, I'm really excited to do it again. And so what the the day that I did it, um, I had somebody request, send me a message back and request that I send TikToks. So I did send out two TikToks because I couldn't pick just one. <laughs> and then I also sent out um, like a little screenshot of what my current book that I was reading and whether or not I really liked it or, you know, if I would recommend it, I was still in the middle of it. And then the next day I snuck back into the app and sent an update, even though I was only taking over texting for one day, I finished the book and I felt like I had to give an update about whether or not I fully recommended the book or not. Yes. And so that was kind of fun because I so rarely share like on my Instagram or anywhere um, like a book that I don't that I don't know if I fully endorse yet. Like I'm right. not even done with it. Like I so rarely say I'm currently reading this. I don't I don't know if I recommend it, um, but it was it was fun. It was fun to talk to people about about books and all the things. So I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend signing up. I do not think again as somebody like I signed up to get all the texts possible. I do not think you're going to be overwhelmed, and you can always you know, adjust your subscription as needed. You know, if you decide, you know, okay, I thought I would want the TikToks. I don't want the TikToks. You know, you can like change those things and it's yeah, not a big deal. That's so true. I'm so glad that you said that because you can always, exactly, like if you signed up to get a specific kind of text and you're like, this isn't for me after all, you can do that. Or we've already had one superstar who is like, hey, now that school's starting, my texts are getting a lot busier again. I just need to go ahead and opt out of this. And I just took her off the list. Easy peasy. So if you even just want to give it a try and see like, is this something that is fun or not for me? That is totally open for you to do as well as a superstar. Um, Also, once you get our contact info into uh, your texts, then I've had people just text me randomly, like the over the summer, a number of superstars texted me pictures like from their summer vacation, like, oh, how fun. Yes, like, here we are. Here's our family. We're in, you know, wherever they were vacationing, just wanted to send you this pic. Like, it is like truly deep level connection that as an ENFP, I'm just like, loving it. So it's not just responding to texts that we send out. Like if you have thoughts on an episode, or if you're like, Oh, hey, I I heard you mention that this was a problem. Have you tried this? Like it's totally conversation like you would do maybe in DMs on social media. But to me, again, it's that like next level of connection. So most definitely. Meg, why don't you give out the number again? Yeah, I will. And what do you, what do you, when you say to text that number, what are they supposed to text? You can just anything. Yeah. You can Hello? just text hi. hi. Yeah. Most people just okay. say hi or they'll just say like, this is so-and-so, I'm a superstar, but all you, literally all you have to text is just hi or hello or whatever. Um, I will give the number again and I will also be sure to put it into the show notes, but it's one, you have to text it this way, this format, one, four, oh, five, two, five, one. Eight three three zero. So, yeah. Okay. All great. right. We had a lot of words. No surprise to anyone <laughs> on the texting. Now, Rebecca, we thought maybe for this awesome overflow, as always, as per usual on the overflow, we're going to get real candid. We're going to get real honest. We thought we maybe would talk about some of the things. Here we are late summer, just like on the cusp of Labor Day 2021, some things that are kind of stressing us out a little bit. And then also because we are all about finding the awesome in the everyday, some things that are bringing us some joy, even in the midst of some stressful moments of life. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've had going on? Well, I think what I have going on is pretty universal. We're just concerned about school starting. I'm so sick and tired of this COVID mess. I'm tired of the mask debate. Mm. Have you seen the have you seen those TikToks of people <laughs> taking news clips of saying mask debate? Like over and over until it sounds a little bit something like something else. Mask debate. Mask debate. The mask debate. Did you, have you seen I this? have not seen that, but that is <laughs> hilarious. As I was in the middle of that sentence, I was like, oh no, I'm about to say <laughs> masturbate. 
Okay. Anyway, we got to laugh where we can, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like tired of it all. Unfortunately, my school district um, is having masks optional. They're up to everybody's own discretion, which feels like a decision I just don't want to have to make. Like, I was hoping... That everything would just be universal, you know, like I w- it would be great if yeah. like the CDC was like, yeah, well, you know what? We made it through. We don't have to mask anymore. Yes. And then I could be like, OK, great. Schools aren't requiring it. It's not actually even recommended anymore. We're good to go. Or have it be, yes, everybody's doing the same thing. We're all in this together. And instead, it feels like an individual choice. Which it just stresses me out. I don't want to make the choice. I don't. I don't want to make the choice. Mm. So that's really hard for an Enneagram Six too. I bet. Like <laughs> sometimes it's just easier when the choice is made for you, even if you disagree with the choice. At least it's not you know incumbent on you to listen to that sort of committee in your mind with the different options and and pros and cons of everything, right? Yes, most definitely. I And I just, I long for the days when we were all in this together and we were just all doing the same thing and nothing felt controversial or, I mean, I guess it always was like a stressor. Like there, even sure. when we were all doing it together, everything was hard oh, and sure, it wasn't yeah. easy by any means. But I, I'm just... I'm weary. School starts in just a matter of days as of recording this. And so we just have some decisions to make and I'm over it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I get it. I totally do. Um, In OKCPS, Oklahoma City Public Schools, we started the year with um, like mask optional, but then within a week, they released a mask mandate for anybody who's on campus, teachers and students and staff to wear masks. And um, they have, I mean, this is this doesn't really affect me as much, but they do not want any visitors on campus. If you're a parent, you can only be on campus if you're coming in to drop off or pick up, like into the buildings. Um, so one thing that was different, and I did post in the Superstars group for recommendations about this, is at Nico School, which is housed in an OKCPS elementary school, his daycare is, um, they, first of all, they, the teachers have always masked there. They have, from the time they opened last fall through to now, teachers and any adults have, like, I, I masked to take him into school, basically, is what I'm saying. Teachers have always masked. Well, then they decided, let's do masks for um, kiddos that are two and older. <laughs> so, Nico, who had been you know, playing with masks. And, you know, he's like, it's so weird to think about this child is totally, he has totally adapted to mask life. Like the pandemic started when he was nine months old. So like masks are very normal to him. Well, now he finally gets to wear one to school every day. So that's been a change, keeping up with a mask for a two year old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and how, but like, seriously, how is it going? Do you, does he, oh, yeah, he keep does it, it on? Yeah, he does. The teachers are really good about, um, like they're, you know, they're early childhood specialists. So they know the approach to take with two year olds to help them with their masks. And I think the fact that they're all doing it, it just, you know, like I said, it just very, is very normal for him. Thankfully, my best friend Catherine had a pack of masks that she had gotten for, um, her kids that were all too small. And so she literally just was like, I'll put them in my mailbox for you. So I went by and got those and um, I didn't even have to end up going and buying any. And so he's all set on masks. But um, even still, yesterday we got the COVID call from the middle school that AJ had been exposed um, to COVID. But since she has been vaccinated, um, she does not have to quarantine so I was like, well, that's good at least. Okay. Um, yeah. which, which this was really funny and weird too. So I, so we got the call during the day, um, talked to the principal, um, confirmed that she'd been vaccinated, uh, all of that. So I go to pick her up after school yesterday and we're just chit chatting on the way home. And I was like, so I heard you got COVID exposed. And she was like, what? She <gasps> didn't know. I, and I'm guessing it's because they can't, because of privacy laws, they can't specify which student has tested positive. Sure. And so 
she was freaking out. She was like, nobody told me. And so I was like, yeah, I guess it because of privacy laws, they can't tell you specifically who it was. But I mean, they're eighth graders, like she was able to deduce in her mind, like who's been absent. And then the as soon as school was out, all of the friends started talking, like texting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Because a number of them haven't been vaccinated. It, you had to have completed your two-dose vaccination within 10 days to be able to avoid quarantining. And so they like all kind of figured out like who's been exposed, who has to quarantine at home, blah, 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 blah. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, none of my kids are old enough to be quarantined or old enough to be vaccinated. That's right. And I feel, yeah. and I feel like that adds like another layer to all of this, you know, um, especially with masking. So like, clearly they probably should be masking, but then uh, it's just so complicated. But <laughs> you're talking about Nico and his mask. So I was like, oh my goodness, Isaac is starting preschool. Mm-hmm. He's also, he's starting preschool, yes. which is a big deal. Yes. My baby going to preschool. And I was like, okay, so he has been wearing a mask the entire pandemic. He's yeah. been doing really good. So I guess what? The pandemic started when he was had like just turned three. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we've always put him in a mask and he's done really, really well with it. And then I feel like in the last week or so, I had this panic realization that he doesn't know how to put one on. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like if he's at preschool and he's taking his mask on and off for snack time. Yes. He doesn't know how to put it on. Okay. So I like gave him the mask. I said, you need to practice putting this on. And like, he can't do it. His little fingers. He's like trying to do his ear. I need to have him practice like in front of a mirror or something. I don't know. I feel like teaching a little kid to put on a mask is like new, like teaching your kids how to tie their shoes. Like, And we're <laughs> yes. also working on some bathroom stuff of like him being able to like fully handle every aspect right. of the bathroom by himself. Yes. And I'm like, okay, so I'm teaching you how to wipe and I'm teaching you how to put on a mask. Like, this is like a lot of like real life things we're learning here. <laughs> I'm feeling some pressure as a mom to get these things nailed down. And he doesn't even know how to write his name. Like, oh, forget that. Well, that's like, what he'll learn in preschool. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that part, Rebecca. Let that push that off of your plate. That's not on you. <laughs> Like, I can't worry about academics. I'm teaching him how to use the bathroom. We got to get wiping down first. Oh, Oh, man. Goodness. That's a lot. That is a lot. Well, it is a lot. And it's all been a lot. And I just read an article today that was titled, like, Parents Are Not Okay. Yeah. And it's just so incredibly accurate. We have been dealing with incredible stress for such a long time. I think we're all just really you know, feeling the weight of it. Sure. Yeah. So, well, we're feeling the weight of it for ourselves. And I just keep coming back to, we're also doing the emotional labor work of helping our kids process their emotions around it. You know, it's interesting to go back to the masks in school thing. So I read a news article that here in Oklahoma city in our public schools in OKCPS, there are over 30,000 students. And when the mask mandate came out for this school year, of all of those students, only 61 students um, applied for or like registered a mask um, exemption thing. Like, I don't know what the whole setup is, but apparently kids can apply to be exempted from masks. So that's like less than 1% of all of these thousands of kids were either because and I don't I obviously don't know the reasons why they would but that that's so many kids that were like okay and families that were like okay we will continue to mask and I was talking to my girls about it about how even before it was mandated on both of their campuses like they wanted to wear my girls wanted to wear masks uh, like almost all the kids were masked when I had gone up there for um pickup and stuff. Like I just saw kids masking everywhere. And I was talking to them about like this school year compared to last year, because they haven't gone to school for five days a week and like a year and a half and how it's such a big adjustment. Even though last year we had gradually worked up to four days a week on campus, one day virtual. And I was like, do you kind of miss 
the hybrid when it was like some days at home, some days at school. And both of them, I was talking to them separately. Both of them emphatically like freaked out. They were like, no, we do not want to go back to hybrid. We love being back at school, love being on campus, seeing my friends every day, seeing teachers every day. It's so much easier to stay up with all the work. Like both of them just went on and on and on about how much they hope they don't have to go back to full virtual at home, or even hybrid, which I thought was really interesting. It was a really good conversation to have with them. I thought that they would like to have a few days when they're at home, and they can just be in their pajamas. But neither of them thought that was going to be an awesome idea at all. And I was really surprised to hear that. Well, that's good. And I hope that it stays, you know, in person for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my school district last year, we were in person from the very beginning. And I really thought that everything was going to get shut down like right away. Um, but the school district did a really, really excellent job. And I guess I'm just feeling now like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite as hopeful for this whole year. <laughs> Uh, but hey, so I carry a lot of my stress, like I can feel it physically in yeah. my body. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in my neck. I can feel it in my upper shoulders and like my back. And I saw, um, a reel on Instagram that somebody shared this week that was a stretching technique mm. that helps you stretch your upper neck. And I wanted to share it here. I don't have, I couldn't find the reel. Okay. I didn't take I didn't take a screenshot of it or anything. I should have done that. Sure. But this is one little thing that is bringing me joy in the midst of stress is that I have for the first time in my life discovered how to actually stretch that part of my neck get, that gets so tense. Yes. So it was some sort of well, I don't know if he was a doctor. Who knows who he was? But there was this gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. So it was this gentleman, and he said that typically we stretch our necks by just like, and this is like such a visual thing, so forgive me for trying to attempt this in audio form, but we, we, we just go from side to side, like ear closer to the shoulder, and then we go to the other side that tilting our heads, you know, so our ears are going closer to the shoulder. And he said the key, though, is to add in these micro movements or these micro um, adjustments to actually get to where you're stretching your upper neck. So instead of just going side to side, like how we typically do, one thing to do is to kind of like tuck your chin in. Kind of like how, you know, you're, you're getting like double chin action, like tuck your chin back and then go side to side. Mm-hmm. You should try it, Meg. See if you can feel a difference. So you tuck your chin in okay. and then go side to side. Mm-hmm. And I can really feel it. Now, maybe I can only feel it because I'm stressed to the max and I'm already like super tight and tense up in there. Yeah. I can tell a major difference between just going side to side and like having my chin tucked back and then going side to side i can feel it like up in my head it feels so good and then the other thing that you can do is don't tuck your chin but just you know go side go to one side and then rotate your chin up towards the ceiling a little bit ah yes oh oh that feels so good and then you just do the other side go to the side and then rotate your chin up a little bit and you can feel it like all into your neck and head I feel like my life has been changed by this reel I'm on so glad. Yes. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that. I'll tell you what, since you can't find the one that you found, I remember as you're talking about this, um, that Jen Hoffman, who is an awesome and a superstar, um, on her healthy moving, um, I think she originally posted on Facebook years ago, and then she put it on YouTube. She has the Genie Magic Neck Stretch, and I think it's really similar to what you're just describing. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. But if you do, oh, good. If you good. do end up finding the reel or TikTok or whatever, um, let me know, and we'll we'll stick a link for that in there too. But yes, absolutely. I think we could okay. all use some good old fashioned self care through just a simple neck stretch right now, for sure. I mean, it feels amazing. I am, I am tense. I almost said a swear word. Tense like a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I, I am tense. <laughs> tense AF over say, here. Tense AF. Hashtag tense and, AF. <laughs> and um, this is helpful. I'm so excited about it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you too, just like, this just popped into my head. 
Speaking mm-hmm. of a time that was not stressful, that was relaxing, the last time you were on Overflow, I think it was the last time we were talking about your trip um, with Nate for your anniversary, the dilemma over whether or not to post on social media. But uh, just give us a quick update. How was the big anniversary trip? It was amazing. It was so good. I had predicted that Nate would make it less than 24 hours before he decided, eh, screw it. We're going to post this on social media after all. This picture is so good. I just want to share it. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He stuck with it the entire time. So we really did not share anything at all on social media. I did make a very small list on Instagram stories for close friends. I don't know. Is that a feature that you've ever used before, Meg? I know how it all works. I've never personally used it, but yes. Yeah. So you can basically like block out or just hand select who can see your Instagram stories. Right. And so I did post some things there just kind of for fun. Mostly it was just a family and like super, super close friends. Um, But we had such an amazing time. It was so nice, so needed. It felt like it just felt like such a break from everything where our biggest question of the day was, when are we going to eat next What restaurant are we going to go to? What should we order? And like, that's it. Like, there was like, yes, (laughs) in a world, the good kind of decisions that you want to make (laughs) in a world where like every decision feels really hard and weighted and heavy and even controversial. It was just like, okay, well, the waiter is here at the pool asking if we need anything. Do we need anything? If we do, (laughs) what do we need? And that was like the biggest stress. Are we going to get our favorite spot at the pool today? That was our stress. It was amazing. (laughs) I am so glad you guys got to go on that trip. You both deserved a complete vacation from stress and to celebrate your anniversary. I'm so glad to hear it. You did share the one picture in the Superstars Facebook group. I remember that. Yes, yes. And it was like one of my favorite pictures of you ever. It was just like, oh, thank you. (laughs) So great. Loving that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of my joys. Now, I will tell you, some of mine are are kind of superficial, but you know, it's like whatever gets you through this time, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, bring it on. I love superficial joys. (laughs) Tell me all of them. One of mine, I picked it up because I wanted to read. Oh, here it is. One of mine's a new mascara. Okay, it is. I love mascara. I love makeup. This was me being influenced by social media. I kept getting these ads from the company Ilia, I-L-I-A, I guess is how you say it, for their mascara. I was like, Instagram, you know me so well. This is their fullest volumizing mascara. The girl in the video that put it on, like, I was like, oh, she has really light, sparse lashes like I do. And this mascara makes her lashes look like that. Like, I have to have it. I was immediately influenced. I love it so much, Rebecca. It's probably- it looks really similar to one that I have. And I don't know the name of mine. I wonder if it's the same one. Hold it up again. Is the... um? Wait, let me see. I Let me pull up the Skype part here. Oh. Uh, eh, eh, there it is mm, i'm not sure if it is is the is the wand does the wand have like a different yes like the wand on mine is like i it's i don't know how to describe it okay and does it have like a a part that's like sticky outy flat does that make sense yeah one so it's like curved but then there's one section that is a little bit more Mm. uh, my my words are so hard i don't even know how to describe it no I don't think it does. It does curve okay. in in the center. And, and that's one of my favorite things about this one is the applicator is so interesting and just like okay. works so well. You'll have to go and look and see if this is the same one. Because if it's not, then I'm like, okay, what mascara are you using? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Um, So this has been bringing me so much joy when I put my makeup on every day. I just love it. Okay, I do. Does it live up to the hype of the ad? Oh, I think it does. For me, it totally does. Now, Mascara is such a personal thing. Some people don't like a really volumized, like, um, mascara-y look. Mm-hmm. If you like a more natural look, this would not be a good one for you. But I don't like a more natural <laughs> <laughs> So this has been perfect. Um, the other thing that is bringing me joy that's a little on the superficial end. Okay. We have, I don't think you and I specifically talked about this. Did you get into, did you watch Bama Rush Talk when it was making waves on TikTok? Okay. I saw a couple 
TikToks, and I like scrolled through them quickly because we did not have yeah. sororities or fraternities at Eastern Mennonite University. <laughs> what? So- Shocker. <laughs> So this whole like fraternity sorority rush culture is something that I, I am clueless about. Okay. I have no sentimental attachment to it. I don't know anything about it. Okay, that's totally fair. And I understand it. And it is a very specific thing. Um, but one thing that I gained from Bama Rush Talk is all these girls going through rush sorority recruitment. Um they're doing their outfits of the day and they have these amazing big statement earrings that are so cute and so fun. And I'm like, I love earrings. Why don't I have any earrings like this? I've, I've really gone to a more minimalist look like simple gold hoops. I have some, um, very small pearl hoop earrings that are just kind of like my basics. Like I, you know, whether Whatever feelings you might have about this, my mother raised me to not leave the house without lipstick and earrings. And so like that is just part of my whole put together feel. But I'm like, why don't I have any fun earrings? Well, then I had to go uh, do a little shopping and I happened to stop through the accessories department at Target and they have these really cute, fun statement earrings that I had not even seen. I haven't looked at jewelry at Target for a long time. And so I picked up some that are like multicolor beaded tassels. Um, I wore them the other night when Kyle and I went to um, a quinceanera that AJ was in and part of. And I was like, okay, that's it. I am buying more fun earrings for myself because these are so much fun. I love the joy that it brings me to have on a fun pair of earrings. Now, there's still a time and place for my little simple minimalist ones, but I'm giving myself permission to indulge in fun earrings, even if I am 44. Maybe because I am 44, I'm going to embrace the joy of a statement earring. (laughs) Oh, please do. I think you can totally rock it. Yes. Love what you love, right? Love what you love. Yes. Okay. What else is bringing you joy right now, my friend? Okay. Well, my husband and I are doing our annual um, watching of Big Brother together. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The the reality competition show. Everybody's locked in a house together until they vote each other off one by one. It is so much fun. It's one of the only things that Nate and I watch together. And I think that it is worth mentioning on the overflow because there is something really remarkable that is actually that's happening on this season of Big Brother. Okay. So if you have never watched Big Brother or you've only watched a few seasons here or there, you you might not even be aware that Big Brother has been under some major scrutiny for racism. Okay. And for race controversies that have happened in the house. There have been um, contestants who ended up losing their jobs after they got out because of things that they said during the show. Oh, wow. Um, there, yes. There um, have been a few seasons where the people of color were kicked out first, like multiple seasons where that tended to happen, which is just horrendous to see and nate and i i remember was it last year or maybe the year before us watching and being like are they really nominating the people of color again like what is happening here this is just awful Mm. um in season 20 because i was looking i was looking to see um the history some of big brother and i found an article that talked about some of the most scandalous controversies of big brother and there was like a whole list of them and so many of them were race related it was really just sad and horrific but in season 20 and i remember this happening it got so bad that big brother uh the show production put up a warning kind of like before the episode would air wow and so this is what it said last year Big Brother is a reality show about watching a group of people who have no privacy 24-7 and capturing every unfiltered moment and conversation in their lives. At times, the house guests reveal prejudices and exhibit behavior we do not condone. Interesting. Okay. So this has been an ongoing problem, right? Mm-hmm. And there has never been a black winner on this show. Oh, wow. Ever, ever. Now, part of that is because of 
statistics with casting because casting has leaned predominantly white. Mm -hmm. And so it's much more common for there to be a white winner. Um, but there has, and there has been some other ethnicities that have won, but there has never been a black winner. Well, this season, they have the highest number of black contestants that have ever been cast on the show. Okay. They have joined together in a secret alliance that they are calling the cookout. Okay. I love it. Yeah. And their main goal is to make it to the end together, like as a six, as the six. And then because they want the representation mm -hmm. of black people to end up being in the jury, which is kind of like a like the first half of the people who get kicked out. Like, they just get sent home. The second half of the people who get kicked out, they are held um, in isolation together. And then they come back for the finale, and they are the jury that casts the vote for the winner. Okay. And so um, most most black individuals don't even make it to jury. So their their goal has been to, like, for the six of them to make it all the way to the end. And Meg, it's working. Whoa. It's awesome. incredible. As of right now on the cast, there are zero white men left in the house. Interesting. And this is just like such a difference from every other year. And I just really applaud them wanting um, better representation. And I I wish them success. It's been really, really interesting and fun to watch. And so... Instead of it being a cringeworthy season filled with just really unpleasant conversations from people at times as far as race relations and things mm, like that, right. it has been so neat to see them like flourishing and doing yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. What a turn of events for Big Brother. Like, who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, it's really great. It's been neat to watch. Oh my gosh, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, hearing about that, that is really, really great. And such an interesting reflection of bigger conversations in culture right now, too, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else was I going to talk about? Um, well, this is like the total opposite of the makeup and earrings. <laughs> that okay. Bring me joy. That this is so true to who I am as a person. First of all, I am an Enneagram 9, and we are particularly, I think, or at least stereotypically, I guess you could say, in reading through Enneagram stuff, but we're particularly drawn to and inspired by nature. And honestly, Rebecca, I just do not get out in nature enough. I want to do better. I need to do better. It would be better for me to do that. But um, a couple of things. Earlier this summer, I took my twins and we went to a nature reserve here in the city and um, just like walked the hiking trails. We had so much fun. I realized how very little my kids get out in like true nature with no, not just like going to a park or a playground, but actually like hiking. And we had so many great conversations. And I definitely want to build that into our routine as their school year starts, their um, homeschool school year starts after Labor Day. So I yeah, was, I was going to ask if this was part of like your homeschool curriculum that you were doing. It, it's not necessarily like the part of the built in curriculum that we'll be using. But um, our teacher, the twins teacher for this year, um, a couple of really great things. This is actually bringing me so much joy. And I hadn't even thought about this. This is what where I was going. But I am going to say our teacher that we've been assigned. So they are doing an online charter school. And there's a lot of different flexibilities and ways that you can set that up. We are assigned a teacher. And this year, instead of it just be being me and the twins and their Chromebooks and this teacher that we can kind of reach out to if we need extra support. This teacher is that we have for this year is so proactive and she has put together a teaching co-op that's going to meet every other Wednesday at one of our public libraries. Um, and so they'll go and they'll, there's going to be teachers teaching like little pods, like little, like here's the social studies one for third grade. And so they'll sit and learn with other third, just a handful of other third graders with an actual teacher. And I'm so excited about this because I, I want for them to have that 
um, experience of being like, like having a teacher again and having classmates. And so I'm really, really thrilled about that. And, um, for the, for the, all of the days when we're not doing that, she has a setup with like a really structured schedule of like, here's how long you spend on this and this and this. And she likes for her students to do all of their schoolwork from Monday to Thursday. So then they have Fridays to kind of do extracurricular activities or whatever. So having said all of that, I'm definitely planning on using that flex time that we would have on Fridays to go and do some more hiking and getting out into nature stuff Um, because they just really loved it. And I had a great time too. The other part of the nature thing that I've been, that has been bringing me so much joy. It's so cheesy. It's so dumb. I love number one clouds <laughs> and number two, okay. number two sunrises and sunsets. And here in Oklahoma, I feel like specifically those two things mash up together so often. Like we'll have these amazing cloud displays at sunset. Kyla and I were driving somewhere the other night. I was driving. I was like, I, are you seeing these clouds? I was having a meltdown of happiness <laughs> over the clouds and the sunset. And I was like, if I wasn't driving, I'd be taking a picture of this right now. He was like, you need to calm down and put your eyes back on the road, please. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just have been trying to notice those moments more and not be so just like literal tunnel vision on got to go here, got to pick this person up, got to do this. And just like embracing when I do see these beautiful displays of sunrise, sunset, crazy cloud situations happening. I'm just like enjoying it and just letting myself thrill in how amazing these little snippets of nature are. So oh, I love that. And it's so pure. <laughs> This is not the wholesome content you expect from me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so pure and sweet and innocent and yet also so wise to take the joy where we can get it. You know, like there is truly beauty all around us. We just need to open up our eyes and see it. Yes. Yeah. Hey, let's take a turn away from wholesome because I know you've got a romance book to talk about it. Just pick one that you've read recently that brought you some joy. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, what do I even pick? Okay. Well, I can tell you about what I'm currently reading right now. Okay. I'm about 80% through and it is like a shipwrecked, like stranded on an island book. Okay. Um, Interesting. Uh, let me see if I can figure out what the name of it is. Okay. Okay. So... I have read, in the past, I read a book. It was one of my absolute favorites. I've talked about on the podcast before, multiple times, I think, on the island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is an age gap, um, survival, stranded on an island book. And I loved that book so much. And just like last week, I said to myself, you know what? I think I'm going to read that one again. I think I just need, I just need to go into like a happy place. I never reread books. Very, very rarely. I can't even remember. I mean, it may have been, I may have been like a child the last time I reread a book. Oh, wow. I I think I'm going to reread On the Island. I remember it being spicy and good. Mm -hmm. And then I read it and I was like, oh, this actually is not nearly as spicy. (laughs) As I remember, your spice meter has changed drastically since your first oh, reading. I think so. I think so. I was like, I, I don't it. know if I'm just like not remembering things quite right, or if my perspective has greatly changed. But I remember saying that on the island was an open door romance. And Meg, it's not. It's not an open door. It's more of like a fade to black. It is a closed huh. door. Now, sex happens, mm-hmm. but it is not detailed. Okay. It is not. Mm. And I reread it and I was like, what happened here? <laughs> I Did someone edit just... my book when I wasn't looking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, but that book was so good. And then I don't know what happened. TikTok algorithm probably, I think, maybe was like, wait, do I somehow know that you are reading about being stranded on an island? Here, let me serve you this TikTok that talks about another book about being stranded on an island. Okay. So right now I am reading 
Love Wrecked by Karina Hale. Wait, maybe I didn't hear about this from TikTok. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Love Wrecked. So this one is Open Door. And Meg, the funny thing is, is I am like so disturbed by sand. And (laughs) thinking about sand, I am so concerned about sand. And the ironic thing is... (laughs) I feel like this is the ultimate Enneagram 6 reaction to sex on the beach. (laughs) It's just like, but what about the sand? Did you guys pack wipes? Like, what are we doing? Yes. (laughs) But when I read On the Island the first time and the second time, I had zero sand concerns. (laughs) And so... Maybe it's the difference between it being open door and closed door, where, like, when it's actually open door and I met with all of the details, uh-huh. I am also met with all of the reality <laughs> that, like, sand is a thing. <laughs> I. Oh my gosh, okay. this is hilarious. So- So I don't know if I love this book. (laughs) I'm almost done. It's also different because in this book, they are shipwrecked with um, multiple people. Okay. So there's other people that are also there. It's also a bit of enemies to lovers. Sometimes I don't know if I love enemies to lovers. Uh, Like, I think if you can... It's my favorite trope. Why? Why, though? Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why it is. Like, that's a good, I need to take a psychological journey within myself. Why do I love enemies to lovers so much? I do not know, but it's my top number one, hands down favorite trope. Is it because you kind of like grumpy men? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That probably has a lot to do with it. So you, so you like like that grumpy tension. Yeah, I do. That like, that like, I don't want to like you. Yes. Oh my goodness, I like you. Attention. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is enemies to lovers. There's sand. I mean, <laughs> it's open door. That's all I got to say s- about it, I guess. <laughs> Let's make sand a trope. Sand is a new trope. <laughs> no, I'm not here for it. I don't want I don't want sand in my books anymore. I don't. I'm so stressed out about the sand. <laughs> it's just remarkable to me how Okay, I know I've just I've said all of this already, but I cannot get over how little I considered sand while reading on the island. Yet while I'm reading Love Wrecked, I can't stop thinking about it. It just why? Why? I don't know. That is hilarious though. That is cracking me up. Um as you're talking, I'm looking at first of all how beautiful your nails are. And do your nails match your phone case? <laughs> Okay, I was like, is this just the Skype camera? But yeah, like you're so coordinated, but your nails are so pretty, though. Okay, thank you. They also match my Kindle. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, so I am wearing Olive and June. I have become legit obsessed with Olive and June. And I have on Yes, Please, which is like a darker color. But then, um, I had a, a a mega chipping accident on this one hand, and so I replaced, um, I repainted one nail with um, a color called Honest and True, and Honest and True legit matches my phone. Yeah, it really case. does. Yes, and um, yes, please. The darker color legit matches my Kindle. So when I have them painted like this, I'm just like fully color co- coordinated. Yeah. Regardless of the device that my eyes are constantly on. These are different shades of like an aqua blue. It looks like to me, Mm -hmm. Um, you have to take some pictures for when this um, episode comes out to show the superstars so they can get the the full visual effect here because I'm like, oh my gosh, so matchy. looks so good. Meg, I like Olive and June so much. I feel like I have this new hobby that I am like legit like a changed person. I never cared about my nails ever, ever before. I'm not super like fashion forward. I, I'm not very skilled with makeup. I'm like, ve- I feel like I'm very late to the game when it comes to a lot of trends or even like teaching myself some of the basic makeup skills. And I would say that nail polish went into that same type of category where I just... Eh, I just like, eh, it's just not for me. Right. It's just not something I'm going to invest my time or energy into. And ever since doing that episode that we did back in the spring featuring um, 
women-owned businesses, I purchased an Olive and June kit for that. And I have been painting my nails every week since then. I am having so much fun. I'm so glad. That's such a great way to just have a little injection of joy in your life through your very, very beautiful nails. So I'm so happy. it's, It's bringing me great, great joy. All right. Anything else before we wrap up that's bringing you joy or that you just want to share with the superstars? No, I think that's about it. I I have, um, you know, I have requests from time to time for some romance book recommendations. Oh, yes. and can, can I give like a little teaser, like a little two part teaser? Do here? it. Yes. Okay. So tomorrow, uh, as of, well, I don't know when the, the episode is going to come out, but tomorrow I'm recording an episode with Mary Carver of, um, on the, the, the couch podcast. Yes. And we are going to be talking about romance books and romance book tropes. Mm-hmm. And so for those who like to hear me gush on about romance books, that episode is going to be coming. And then Meg and I are contemplating doing a part two in our sort of spicy series. Um, So I am reading like a, like a, like a mad woman to come up with another list of some of my top romance book recommendations for that sort of spicy series. Loving it. Excited. Yes. Loving it. Can't wait. Um, You recommended one to me recently, or you just generally recommended it. And I was like, I have that on my Kindle. I need to start it. I still haven't started it. I need to start it. Maybe if I painted my nails, the same color is my Kindle. I would be more motivated (laughs) to pick up my Kindle. It'd be like, look how good this all looks together. No, but seriously, I do think that will be so fun to do a follow-up of even more um, romance books. I, You are really becoming quite the romance influencer. Like, you have really great taste and you've read so many that... Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, is when I get obsessed with something, I cannot shut up about it. So... You're going to get it from me, whether you want it or not. I can't keep it to myself. (laughs) I'm so glad that you don't because it brings so much joy. It really does. Um, Okay. Well, Superstars, as always, thank you so much for your support. Um, Truly, truly, it means the world to us. It helps us to do so many things to keep Sort of Awesome running. We are so thankful for you. If you want to like comment on this, you can always comment in uh, Patreon itself, um, especially for those of you who are Superstars who are not on social media. You can comment in Patreon. We do have our discussions always ongoing in the Superstar Facebook group. If you haven't joined that, facebook.com slash groups slash SA Superstars is where we are over there. All you need to join that group is the email address connected to your Patreon account. Um, Don't forget to sign up for texting if you haven't yet. Um, And again, I'll put the number in the show notes for you guys. And Rebecca, thanks for hanging out and chatting with me. I loved this. Yes, it was so fun. Thanks for having me again. Okay. Again, superstars, thank you so much. And we'll talk. Well, how do I finish these? Thanks so much well, for listening. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>